0: Matthew 6, 25-33 NASP. For this reason I say to you, do not be worried about your life, as to what you will eat or what you will drink, nor for your body, as to what you will put on. Is life not more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the sky, that they do not sow, nor reap, nor gather crops into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more important than they? And which of you by worrying can add a single day to his lifespan? And why are you worried about clothing? Notice how the lilies of the field grow, they do not labour nor do they spin thread for cloth, yet I say to you that not even Solomon in all his glory clothed himself like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown into the furnace, will he not much more clothe you? You of little faith. Do not worry then, saying, what are we to eat? Or what are we to drink? Or what are we to wear for clothing? For the Gentiles eagerly seek all these things, for your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first His kingdom and His righteousness, and all these things will be provided to you. We can read God's holy word over and over again, and still miss the message that Jesus is giving us in this quote here, from the Gospel of Matthew would have to be one of the prime messages that we often fail to grasp. In this scripture Jesus addresses things that we often worry about and He lets us know that our worry stems from little faith on our part. Having little faith is another way of saying that we harbor doubt about the sufficiency of God. We might say to God, but Lord, you don't understand. My bank account is empty, I have no food, the rent is due. And Jesus might reply, no, it is not I that do not understand, it is you that do not understand. Can these things happen? Absolutely, I've been there. Even when God's kingdom was not my priority and His righteousness was not my resting place, God still, via His unwarranted grace, brought me through those times of uncertainty and diminished resources. But notice the reasoning that Jesus gives for why this can happen and the solution He provides at the bottom of this scripture. But seek first His kingdom and His righteousness, and all these things will be provided to you. Whose kingdom are we to be focused on first? Whose righteousness are we to focused on and rest in? What happens when we focus on God's kingdom and His righteousness? Dash all these things will be provided to you. Are we focused on God's kingdom, which is not of this world, or are we focused on our own earthly kingdoms? are we focused on God's righteousness, which He has provided for us, or are we focused on our own righteousness and maintaining the rights that we have? Is it God that fails to see the big picture or is it us? And in case we still don't grasp the thrust of this wisdom of God's ways from Jesus, He also tells us that this misguided focus that we may have, is exactly like the non-believing Gentiles are preoccupied with, in their own kingdoms that they endeavor to control. The other day on Facebook I saw that some well-meaning Christian had posted a notice inferring that a number of food production plants had recently been destroyed or damaged, with the inference that this was part of a sinister plot to take away our food supply and continue to erode our freedoms and bring us closer to a point where we were controlled by those sinister forces. Fact-checking had been imposed on this particular Facebook post, indicating that the inference had been investigated and there was no proven collusion involved. Another post quickly followed, indicating that fact checking sources were also all full of hogwash and only the beyond reproach authoritative sources inferring the collusion could be trusted. These are the types of rabbit holes that some well meaning Christians are focused on. And the objective is what? To alert us to what is happening and reinforce their inference to our dwindling food supply so that we become anxious or worried about reduced sources of food and the continued loss of our freedoms? And if I was to encapsulate the objective being achieved in this volley of enlightenment in one word, it would be to instill fear. And who might be the author of that? Fear of starving. Fear of being controlled. Fear of loss of freedoms. My response would be, how exactly does this correlate with what Jesus said in Matthew 6 25-33? My follow-up question would be, what part of my kingdom is not of this world do you not understand? And further, whose righteousness are you focused on? Your own accomplishments in alerting the masses or in and on God's righteousness? but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be provided to you emphasis is mine one way is man's way or the logic of this world and the other is god's way and they are not one and the same the apostle paul writes in romans 14:7-8 nasp for not one of us lives for himself and not one dies for himself for if we live we live for the lord or if we die we die for the lord therefore whether we live or die we are the lord's this reality transcends the material world it transcends the kingdoms of this world that we see and experience it is the reality that jesus talks about in matthew 6:25 to 33 we say that we believe that god is in control yet what do we do we rely on our means and not his in john 16:33 nasp jesus says the following these things i have spoken to you so that in me you may have peace in the world you have tribulation but take courage i have overcome the world that's peace not fear jesus wasn't kidding And it's not God that doesn't get it, it's us. And the cause of our lack of comprehension is exactly as Jesus indicated it is, you have little faith. That would be you and that would be me. For your consideration. Worthy is the Lamb. Blessings.